my roly mush, force my sweet and lovely boy Andy to learn and grow and exceed the expectations society has for him, which are small. Well, Through the help of gases. Yep. Is that too rude? Yeah, of course it is, but that's normal. That's 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 the MO of the show. So sorry, great. no, I was just tossing out a little shout out to my old early '90s boy band style duo, Too Rude. Is that a no? It isn't. Is that real? I yeah, no, I don't think so. Wait, sorry, let me read. There was, was a lot just, of like twos, like two and. Rude. I was just shout, doing a little shout out to my old early '90s WWF at the time wrestling tag team, but f- a fun version duo, Too Rude. Can you picture that? Yeah. I honestly don't know if that's... So you made that up. Two high-flying dudes wearing colorful outfits. Too rude. Flashing a two, but like with their arms crossed. Each of them given a one, so that makes two. I honestly think that would be fine now, like in the WWE. That would be a thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, they'd get up and they'd grab a mic in the middle of the ring and they'd go like, uh, we're going to beat this guy's f***ing ass. (laughs) They still censor themselves a bit, but everyone knows what they meant. <laughs> they censor them. I don't know anything about wrestling, so they oh, censor wrestling? themselves. You can only get so rude. Oh, really? here's the <laughs> even the audience would be like, "Whoa, whoa!" Did he say like, the f word? Hey, d- don't swear. Yeah, th- this this is a safe place where people <laughs> can s- insult like minorities they, and they women, yeah. but want, just don't swear. Use polite language when you insult that man who's forced to disguise himself as a terrorist, so we can all jeer him. That representative of an entire faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the paradox of, I would say, wrestling, but also the world of entertainment, wouldn't you say? Uh, you think- but Too Rude flaunts that. <laughs> okay. We flash our asses. We moon folks. Andy, have I ever told you about my various forays into the world of professional wrestling? No, I haven't. Did, you were in wrestling. Because like you know, yeah. I, oh, I was a wrestling, I was early days, and I lasted. Yeah. Because you know every famous wrestler has had multiple incarnations before the version you became familiar yeah, with. Yeah, they gotta find them find their voice. Yeah, like the rock was briefly like Rocky. He, he, was, he like, was Rocky? Yeah, he was like modeled off of Rocky. I'm not even lying. He was, really? He, yeah, he just had like his growth he just looked a bit like like a guy from the club. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what Rocky looks like though in the movie. No, it's true. It wasn't yeah, like he was wearing. He was just like a dude from the club. He was kind of like modern. Or He's modern like, hey, version. how did I get in here? I think it's like the way that modern <laughs> Italian Americans model themselves off Rocky without remembering those specifics. Oh, they don't. So everyone who hasn't who hasn't oh. seen Rocky, oh, what's that? Oh, we got a little, a little, a little uh, dose of our guest to come. Yeah. A famous Italian in his own right. We'll yeah. get to him. I don't want to blow it the secret and the surprise just yet. He was so excited. Yeah. Rocky's beautiful. But you know what the I mean? The movie is beautiful, yeah. A beautiful character, too. I feel yeah, like modeled yeah. on, may I say, Christ himself. No. I, you don't think so? You think he was a... I, I, I mean, I guess Mod- so. Rocky is the most... He's a perfect, impossibly perfect character. Man. Yeah. He is so forgiving. He holds no grudges. He's I remember so- that montage in the Bible where he just Jesus just goes for runs and he's like <laughs> runs up the steps. What were the, yeah, the, and then the, after he clears out the temple, he says, "If I can change, <laughs> and you can change, anybody can change." <laughs> Jesus on the cross telling the Romans they can change, but they didn't let him down, and mm-hmm. that's the problem. That was true. But you know, he's got that sort of pure forgiveness vibe, Rocky. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't hold grudges. He doesn't hate. He's incapable of hate. And he's when he incapable. feels hate, he learns not to. 
you know, uh, you that's know what? Rocky. maybe I honestly maybe I haven't seen Rocky in a while. I think people I confuse don't... Rocky with Rambo, where they're like, no, it's a Stallone character where he wants to fuck everyone up. But no, like Rocky's like the woman he falls in love with is because she needs love, and yeah. Rocky recognizes that. Well, early Stallone was kick ass because like even the first Rambo was not that. First Rambo was just about a, a very sad tale about a guy coming home from Nam and having some serious problems. That's true. <laughs> like serious, and no one like lets him go. Like people even, just fuck him up. Even like Rambo kicking the shit out of the cops and then going into the woods and fucking murking dudes. Rocky wouldn't do that. No, Rocky He'd be wouldn't. Like, if you have to beat me to feel good about yourself, beat me. You know what I mean? That's not really. Was that what happened in Rocky when he fought like Apollo Creed? He was like, "All right, if you want to win, go ahead." No, he, he always, was trying hard to win. Apollo Creed. He was trying hard, but Apollo Creed would all be always be like, "This guy's nothing." And Rocky'd be like, "You're the greatest in the world. I got nothing but respect for you." I want to win this fight to prove to myself and to people like me I can do it. But in the end. This has nothing to say against Apollo Creed. He's a wonderful competitor, a wonderful fighter, you know? And that's what wins Apollo Creed over, where Apollo Creed's like, holy shit, this dude's the best guy I've ever met in my life. I'm still going to beat the shit out of I'm him. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Then I'm going to watch his grace in defeat, and then we're going to become actual best friends. And then I'm going to get killed by a Russian. And then that's the thing is the in thing. the at the beginning of the third movie, no, the fourth, fourth movie, fourth movie, gets, when Apollo Creed gets so fired up because he's so mad about not being a, a fighter anymore and having his name dragged through the mud and just being like, fuck, I just want to fucking prove it. And he's like in the pool with his dogs throwing tennis balls. I don't know if you remember that scene. <laughs> it's a perfect scene. He's got a TV next to the pool and he's yeah. throwing tennis balls with his dogs in the pool. And he's just so fucking ripped. Yeah. And then the TV is this Russian being like, Fuck America and fuck everyone. And Apollo Creed's like gripping the tennis balls tighter and tighter, yeah. throwing them further. And his dogs are being like, man, come on. You're throwing those out of the pool. <laughs> but then Rocky's like, you got to let it go. You know, you got to do what's right for you and your family. This isn't about pride. This isn't about ego. You know, the world moves on. You get forgotten, but so it goes. You know, he's trying to give him this really <laughs> yeah, like, okay. but then Carl Weathers, you know, Apollo's like, I can't fucking do it, Rocky, no! I'm so mad! And then in his hubris and his rage, he gets killed. And he fight because he fights him. Because Does Rocky fight? And then I Rocky, watched it when I was a kid, man, with my dad. And my dad was like, yeah, fuck Russia. Like, he was like, it oh, was, yeah. like, my dad was really, my dad was a Rocky Four. Rambo, actually, well, First Blood Part Two guy. He was right. not a first first movie. I'm your dad. I'm oh, being reminded oh yeah, to oh tell yeah, you sorry. that I'm your dad. I mean, you, <laughs> you remember that, Dad? You remember <laughs> how you loved the? You didn't really like Rambo. Listen, the first one. You, you refer like to your dad on this podcast, and people might think you're not referring to me. But this is an important moment to do some world building. Yeah, all right, and Let's to remind build or to worlds. inform our. Uh, listeners that I was briefly not in your life. I yeah, went, yeah, I went yeah. on some littlest hobo style adventures where I saved small towns week by week. And you were raised by a man who your mother started seeing Russell. Russell's got bad taste in movies. Yeah. Russell. I, well, I mean, Russell, I, I, mean, I would actually kind of agree with you because yeah, those movies were, there's very much a lot of Americana in that. Listen, no, nothing against those movies. Russell's not wrong, but here's why Rocky's so pure. Is, uh -huh. If you're forgetting Rocky IV, here's what happens. Apollo Creed challenges, what's his name, Russian man, Dolph yeah, Lundgren. Yeah. Gets, they, they fight in Vegas. Supposed to be just for show, but Dolph's got something to prove. And Apollo's being a bit 
you know, flashy, flashy. Because he is flashy. That was his. That was. That was a thing in Rocky Three. Yeah, he's a flashy dude. He's based on Muhammad Ali. In Rocky One, for all of its, you know, virtues, is racist. It comes from a place of white panic over flashy black boxers. Okay. <laughs> it's, at its core, there's something going on. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on to what's good about it. Do you also remember the subplot of Rocky IV, the B story, if I could call it that, where here's part of... I got to watch Rocky IV. Oh, my God. So, Rocky... I got to watch I'm it I'm so again. sorry. I'm still alienating it's our okay. guest. It's okay. We're, All we'll right. To let's introduce let's our just... guest and then pull him in to yeah, this conversation. Please. Can, yeah. Let's... I want to know what the, our, our guest thinks about Rocky IV. Because I'm about to... Rev, I'm about to talk about somehow the greatest moment in Sylvester Stallone's filmography that we have not yet addressed. And it is right there in the middle of Rocky four. It's a, great. Put a pin in it, introduce a guest. Oh, let's get to it. It is about to explode. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm about to shit my pants. I'm so eager. Yeah. We'll pull the pin. The I don't want to be holding you back from anything. I'm excited to do. So. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. That voice is, Jesus. I would say in no way oh. <laughs> recognizable enough to lead you to assume who our guest is. What are you talking about? Oh, it's a perfect I voice. don't know what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> there we go. A consistent Italian accent and a knowable voice. Yes, of course, our guest today is the star of hit 90s uh, drama series and... Um, Late 90s, early 2000s. Late 90s, early 2000s. Some would say the spark that started the golden age of television. It, a lot of people improperly assume that he's left us for the next world, but he's back on our podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I guess I'm sort of confusing things. <laughs> yeah, you're confusing things because okay. it's not. It's not all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me say this. Our next guest is the star of a late 90s, early 2000s drama that some say kicked off. The golden age of television. Please welcome Tony Soprano. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, wow. I'm so excited to be on a podcast. Well, let me just say right out of the gate, Tony, that's definitely your voice. This is definitely Tony Soprano. Yeah. This is my voice. Ish? Oh this, yeah, absolutely, definitely Tony Soprano. Yeah, this, this mishmash of multiple Joe Pesci characters is definitely adding I don't up know to- who the fuck Joe Pesci is. Because I'm Tony the fucking soprano. Okay, well, Scorsese movies do exist within yeah, the world yeah, of the yeah. Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're talking about Rocky. We're talking about Rambo. Because I know lots about both of those. Oh, my God. This, this accent is flying away. Tony, we'll get to Rocky in a second. Thank you so much for being here. Very happy to be here. By uh, public image. People, I want more people to know about me, Tony Soprano, you know. Oh, there we go. Outside of Jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to spread the word. Well, let me say, your show is very popular around the world. Oh, I'm happy to hear that it's very popular. I know we haven't had a couple seasons in a while, but uh, we're going to make a comeback. You're, making a, you're, doing a, you're doing a comeback? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to do a movie. You're doing a movie? Oh, yeah, you're it's doing like, a- yeah, we're going to do a movie. My son's going to play me when I'm younger. AJ. AJ's going to play me. Yeah, oh, AJ is AJ's going to AJ's gonna it's gonna pick up where I left AJ- off. AJ's now the boss of the family. I'm a, like the Uncle Junior type now. Yeah. As it goes, the wheel turns. Can time I, goes on. Can I just? Oh, whoa! I think Tony's pronouncing kind of sounds Jewish. That's fine. Can I just? Can I just say, uh, AJ? AJ was it was kind of like wasn't he kind of like the, the worst part of the show? To use a metaphor you might like, bit of a lame duck. Uh, quick, quick! Reminds me of better times. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you get a little distracted there, thinking about thugs. Yeah, so thinking about the pilot of your own show. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, AJ is a misunderstood guy. You just gotta smack him around a little bit, destroy what? some of his property, and I'm sure he'll do a very good job. Okay, all right. I never found out. What does AJ stand for? Anthony Jr. Oh, that's nice. Anthony Jr. Call me AJ. Yeah. And then laugh to me, you know? So that everyone can still say Anthony's the boss of the family. I won't feel left out. Yeah, yeah. I actually, he's not named Anthony Jr. because I'm Anthony Sr. I named his second name after my uncle Jr. Oh, Anthony Jr. But is it? Isn't your uncle's name Junior sort of a nickname for being Junior? What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> oh my god, you've pulled a gun on me. Holy shit. Yeah, what did you say? You think you know more about the Sopranos universe than me? Tony Soprano. I know you're a famous murderer, but this somehow feels out of character for you to get this heated about this. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a murderer. I never killed anybody. Oh, you never, ki- you never killed anyone. No, I never killed anybody. Not that I went, you know, I'm on record right now, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. You are yeah, I'm record. wearing a wire, if you will. A podcast is voluntarily wearing a wire, right? Okay. And you are wearing, wearing a very noticeable wire on your body also. Yeah. The, uh, the cops are all over me, so. So you were wearing a wire. You're trying to catch us in some kind of crime? Yeah, yeah. They got a couple. I mean, they could hear me say this right now. So I guess I'm blowing it. Let me just, co- <laughs> let me just cover the top. Okay. That's, well, that's, that that's all it takes? Okay. There we go. Yeah. They're under the impression you boys are up to some bad things in here. Well, what kind of things have you been doing, huh? I have said some bad shit about the pigs, who I refuse <laughs> to refer to by any other name. And I had my shrink ray confiscated, and then I got it back, I think, by stealing it. So they might be after us for that. Also, maybe various time crimes. Oh my god, are, are, are you, is it the time cops that you're connected with? Is this some sort of Jean-Claude Van Damme time cop situation? Oh, Listen, man. I can't give anything away, but, you know, as we know, I have not made an appearance since the late 2000s. Mm-hmm. So I would have had to jump through time to remain exactly as I was on the show, in voice and in stature, yeah. but to be here today. So well, okay. that's I all I can say. You are subtly indicating a police officer, a pig, if you will outside the window with your head and I see him and he's doing the splits across two park benches while watching us. It does yeah. appear to be Van Damme That himself. is definitely, definitely a time cop. All right, I'm taking my hand off the microphone. Okay. okay. So anyways, that's my recipe for cannelone. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for that. We will we will uh, put that next to the recipe you also just gave us for a nice ziti. Yeah, yeah, love ziti. Yeah, cold, for- cold past, hot past, room temperature past. <laughs> oh, I can't man. get enough. So I, we're going to get, we're going to dive into your show and why you're here and your take on the world of television. But let's start where we were, which is we were chatting about Rocky. Now, Tony Soprano, Rocky Four, Flash Quiz. Don't know if you've seen it. Feel like you must have. What's the best part of Rocky Four for Andy? Uh, my favorite part of Rocky Four is when he's all covered in sweat, but he doesn't quit. Oh. I know a little I something that's, I about that's that. Every Rocky, you well, describe the entire franchise. Yeah. I mean, I'm a guy of not many words, but all the words that I do say, very important words. Okay, all right. I would. Okay, um, that's wrong. Okay, that's incorrect. The best part of Rocky Four is uh, early. It comes early, I believe. Scene one. Now, Rocky is a pure man, and part of his purity and Christ-like quality is his. Uh, inability to turn his back on shitty Uncle Polly. Yeah, I know that feeling. His brother-in-law, Polly, who's, I believe, Polly. Is that his name? Yeah. I, he's a piece of shit. 
and his character arc is he remains a piece of shit for the entire franchise but then in one movie while he's working in his shitty meat locker which he's never left he takes up painting (laughs) and his character development is shown by one image of him painting a dog I think in this meat locker (laughs) and that shows that he's always been capable of great deep feeling that he's never been fully able to express and then I think he fucking dies (laughs) Polly Polly is a sign to us all that sometimes being shitty just doesn't lead anywhere hey I I don't know about that oh fair enough I think it does listen here's my rule if you take anything from this uh, conversation Andy I hope that it's this and that's that you could do anything that you want any bad thing as long as you go to a therapist and tell her about it. Oh, okay. Do anything in this world that you want to do. I don't think you learned the right lesson from your own experience. I don't know. I think I did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I did. I learned a good... I think that I did learn a good thing from my therapist, and that's that as long as you apologize, you can do... I'm covering the microphone again. You can kill anybody you fucking want. <laughs> okay. You can murder anybody you want. Yeah, but you like, can fucking beat up anybody you want. No. But you can drive a car into your friend. You can uh, slap your uncle. You geez. can break a coffee pot over somebody's head if it looks cool. Yeah. Because of HBO, you know, they let you do that. Yeah. Right. All right. But and that's my recipe for Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> I've covered the mic to reveal what we've been talking about the whole time. I can see the time cop outside is holding his earpiece. Now he's just released it, like he's just heard what we said, and he's nodding to his buddies in the flower van across the street that it's all good. We're safe. We are safe. I'm using my binoculars to, he's mouthing something, Gabagool. So, yeah, write that one down, pig. Yeah, you little pig. Wow. All right, here's the best part of Rocky. I've been beating around the bush too yes, much. Yes, please. What is the B story? The movie starts with shitty uncle, shitty brother-in-law, Polly. It's his birthday, and he's complaining because all he does is complain, Now that even though now he's living in a spare room of Rocky's mansion. <laughs> and Rocky gives him a fucking robot that's the size of a tall human, and it's got a saucer head, and it's like a robot servant slave. And Polly freaks out, and this robot rolls into the room with like flashing like early disco lights coming off it and goes like here is your cake Polly I'm not joking and then Polly gets this robot and he's like well I need a fucking robot or whatever Polly says something shitty about it and then the next time you see Polly with the robot he's reprogrammed it to have a woman's voice and it's rolling him to this car and it says don't forget your beer Polly And Polly looks to the driver that's about to take him to, like, the airport or something. And he says in this, like, shrugging way, he goes, she loves me. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So we are are in every way being led to assume that Polly's fucking this robot. (laughs) And he's reprogrammed it with a sexy voice. Subsequent movies make no mention of the robot. The last time we see it, I think, is when Rocky's on TV from the Soviet Union or some shit. And he's saying to AJ through the TV because he always ends his matches by thanking, shouting out Adrian or shouting out Adrian at home while she's pregnant or shouting out his son. And he goes, I love you, Adrian. And then Adrian sitting at the TV with his friends mouths in the most unsettling way ever. I love you. <laughs> to his dad through the TV and the robot standing there behind him with like a tray of pops for his friend. I gotta look at. I have to watch. We watch this. That movie. sounds I don't nice that. to me. It's yeah, a, it's, it's. That sounds nice. I wish my oh son. Oh my would god! Do that. Yeah. Okay. I see it. I can see it now. That's insane. Look at that. 
That's that was in Rocky <laughs> Four. I honestly don't. Yeah, I don't remember. It's so that. weird. That is super weird. Rocky gets that for his friend, and then we're supposed to believe that the Soviets are the ones enamored of unnecessary technology. <laughs> I like that B plot line though. It's mm. a nice classic romantic plot line. Yeah. Man meets robots. Man falls in love with robots. Man fucks robots. Robot brings man beer on way to airport. Yeah. Classic story trope. That's right. And then we never find out what happened to robot, but presumably the loss of sex robot wife is what leads Polly to do some painting in the meat locker. Wistful. A wistful Polly. I can relate to a meat locker, yeah? I, I miss Satrialis, I gotta say. Satrialis. Now yeah. that was, was that the, uh... There's the pork shop in the back. It was, uh, was the meat... You know, I'm gonna take this wire off. I'm kind of worried about all the information I'm putting forward. Oh, yeah. No, I can see, and Van Damme's out there, and he's mouthing the words, taking off the wire. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm taking it off. I don't yeah. know what kind of consequences I'll face when I leave here, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe the episode will just abruptly end... <laughs> and we won't ever get to know what happened. In any case, I, you can relate to a meat like it's a good place where men can go be men. Uh-huh. You know about that, Andy? Yeah, not really. I'm not really... And, I now, I signed you know? Andy up for meat locker classes when he was young, but he never went. I never really wanted to go. I, I went once. And I, yeah, and I, I, it was really not. It was very chilly, and I didn't enjoy it. I used to bring, he'd walk in, and I'd at shit tell him, show me your knuckles. Because I was trying to see if they were bruised and cut from punching sl- ribs. And he would paint his knuckles with nail polish and trick me for weeks. And then I had to get a call from the local butcher who was running the meat locker classes. And he said, no, Andy hasn't been coming in. Yeah, because honestly, the first I was like, this must be like, there must be health violations here. We shouldn't be punching food. This is not appropriate. And, you know. What the fuck do you know about food? Oh, you've pulled a gun on my son. Okay. And And may I say a second gun? Yeah. You're getting gun in the first one. Well, I had to ditch the last one. I had my prints on it. Okay. I mean, I got to say, Tony, you were incredibly intimidating in the show, but I just don't really feel nervous. Uh, I'm just... shorter in real life. Yeah, can I, <laughs> I was standing on an apple box in every shot. Every shot. Every yeah, shot. I'm actually four foot nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a big I apple t- box filled <laughs> with a lot of apples. Now, Tony, <laughs> Tony apple we got a shrink ray that can also, uh, honey, I blew up ya, kid. If you want, we can. I blew, I blew up ya, comma, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can grow or you can shrink from it. Do you want to be bigger? Or are you comfortable this size? I. Sad about being shown. I got a lot of bravado in here. Yeah. You're not afraid of me. Not, not I'll be me. afraid of these. I, again, Meadow I'm so- and AJ. That's oh, what I call, you call them. Your, you call your fist Meadow and AJ. Yeah. I, I-, I give them a kiss before I go to bed every night. <laughs> Good night, Meadow. Good night, AJ. And what about this third fist that you appear to have? It's Carmella. Oh, oh, yeah, you need, of course, you need a third fist. Is Carmella. that surgically? Uh... Yeah, I got it added after the show ended because I couldn't, uh, they wouldn't let me take the apple box with me. So, uh, I, you know, I didn't want to go to the grocery store and everybody know. So I installed this third fist so nobody would say nothing about how short I am. Because yeah. they would be focused on the fist that's coming you out of your chest. Better believe it. Yeah. And I, now you're removing your shoes and socks and your feet are fists. My feet are both fists. They never unclench. I'm so tired of walking on my knuckles all the time. That must be taking incredible balance. Yeah, yeah. I I have, since the show, become a junior member of Cirque du Soleil. Really? Oh, yeah, really? I just... You know, following logic, my feet are called, my hand feet, 
Polly and Syl. I just wanted to get that out there. In any case, doing a lot of work with Cirque du Soleil recently. That's so hard to believe. Yeah, they're doing a Sopranos show. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil is doing a Sopranos-themed show? Yeah, it's called Mortadel. <laughs> <laughs> and what happens in that? Because I've seen one Cirque du Soleil show, and it was all based around BMX bikes. <laughs> what? I got free tickets. I'd never been to Cirque du Soleil. I really hoped they were going to keep the BMX bikes to a minimum, and they they put an emphasis. Well, I mean, then you're really not going to like this show, because it's all based around SUV tricks. <laughs> What? People Just SUVs driving around? Yeah, it's like a long car commercial. It's like a monster truck Yeah, they're like driving in and skinned and somebody's hanging on the back, you know, and then one goes up a half pipe or whatever. And I'm standing in the middle of the stage recounting what it was like to see my father systematically murder people through my childhood. Wow. Oh, yeah, so you're showing us the flyer here, and yeah, Yeah. it's just you in a grease-stained tank top Uh surrounded by, may I say... SUVs that are toppling over. Yeah, uh, we've had more accidents than the Spider-Man musical. There's been a lot of issues because these are acrobats. They're not professional drivers, so it's a lot of really thin, bendy guys in the SUVs. So they didn't even hire actual around. drivers. It was like they, they, because I, I, yeah, I thought that Cirque du Soleil was a lot about like contortions and things. Well, I don't oh know, yeah, there's BMX like bikes and yeah, there's like ten guys in the trunk. You just can't see them because I got tinted windows. <laughs> Okay. So it's more like just like the clown car thing. Yeah. They get out at the end. Most of them are dead from being rattling around in there. And they just kind of stumble out. Oh, so And amidst them are just big pieces of, it's like a big roll of salam, you know, they're all holding one. So it's a show where you do monologues surrounded by a series of repeated car accidents. And then at the end, the audience is forced to see... The bodies of murdered acrobats. Pretty accurate to the show, no? And let me just read the tagline here. You've seen him contort logic to make therapy work for him. Now see him contort his body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, also a picture uh, of Jennifer Melfi is projected onto my face. And I do kind of like a her voice, my voice, back and forth conversation. Oh, that's kind of neat. And it's like her face is on my face and then it turns off very tech heavy stuff if you get me. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do we have any classic Cirque du Soleil, like people doing uh, rings or people doing somersaults and vaults? Yeah, we got a guy holding a, a prism uh-huh. uh, and he's just kind of spinning it around on the top of his head. And uh, then when I get annoyed at the whooshing sound, I just fucking shoot him. Yeah. So we get a new guy every time. Right, yeah. So, you know, well, it, that seems to be, uh, because I would figure after the first guy get kill, gets killed, wouldn't people not want to take that job? Uh, no, because, people are dying to get these jobs. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're winking <laughs> a lot when you say that. People yeah, are dying. Yeah. yeah you, you're winking so You know what so I mean? The Y is off, but, you know, people are dying. Again. You're winking <laughs> unstoppable winks. I can't stop anymore. Uh, yeah, it, people love the job. It, there's a lot of guys, you know, Cirque du Soleil is mostly made up of, of all the guys you saw doing devil sticks in high school that wanted to turn that into a career. So, uh, there's a lot of those, if you could believe it. Huh. Oh, yeah. And now you're pointing to your gun and mouthing the words, this is the real devil stick. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. Now, let me just say it, the BMX themed. <laughs> yeah, please, can you tell us, Dad, about the BMX what? Let me just what say. What was the name of that one? Let me just say, those free invitations went out to all the 
the sh- the bright lights of Canadian showbiz. A lot of Canadian celebs there. I recognized some news anchors, and other people were there as well. <laughs> and the- here was the entirety of the BMX uh, Cirque du Soleil show. It was BMX bikers pulling off most of their tricks in a half pipe, and then every time they pulled off a trick, they went, "Yeah." <laughs> And it was so messy and shitty, and I hated it so much. Did, I, yeah, because were there was there actual acrobatics, or was it just... There were some. There was like yeah. a section where people jumped through rings, and it ruled. And yeah. then it was like, now the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> BMX stuff, like you'd see in the X Games, but not quite as good. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Anyway, yeah. if any of a BMX biker from that show is listening, sorry... Well, I mean, yeah, they, about it. they probably know. They were trying something. Oh, because no. usually, isn't it just like, I always pictured like flowy, like flowy things. And That's then what I like, wanted. Yeah. I talked to a guy after the show. I was like, is flowy. this what Cirque du Soleil is? And he was like, well, I don't know. Like, I went to see a show in Vegas. And over the course of the show, everyone's doing acrobatics. But the stage was slowly going from horizontal to vertical. And I was like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. What I just watched was some BMX tricks. <laughs> isn't that an underwater one? What's that? There's one where they're all underwater. And it's uh, it's called like O or some shit, isn't that? Oh, oh, isn't like that the EAU, horse one? the French one. Oh wait, oh. no, no, there's they're all underwater, and it's like the Beatles is playing. What? You ever see this show? No. I guess this is uh, in the uh, when I'm not on television, I don't actually live in the real world. I live in kind of like an opposite world. Like an upside down world. <laughs> what the fuck's the upside down? Like the Netflix thing. Like the Netflix thing. Oh, like you're talking things. about. Stranger things. You're talking about. Normaler things, which is what we have in our In an upside down world? Oh, okay. You, that's what you call the show, Stranger Things? It's, <laughs> it's normal normaler things. Normal things. And it's just about four kids having a good time coming of age stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, no. Uh oh. Boy, are you in for a wild ride. It's actually in for normal kids getting finding out that the world is weird. Wow. So you're in the show, is it? <laughs> So what do you, I mean, you're outside of your, of the, of the upside down world. Does that, does that screw you up in any way? Do you yeah, kind of like start yeah. to disappear? Yeah, how do you whatever? get here? Yeah. Answer all of these questions. Okay. <laughs> well, I really am happy that I told you about this. No, so, I could get, so I can get to explain it. So to get here, I have to burrow in like a little tunnel and I, and I, you know, got to warm my way up. It's all vertical, so at first there's a ladder on either side that I climb with both my hands and feet, and then slowly as I get higher and higher, it's more and more narrow, until I pop out onto a golf course like Space Jam and Michael Jordan. Oh, so you're like a Looney Tune coming from Looney Tune World onto a golf course. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and what was your question? I forget what you said. I'm just saying... Does so, it, oh, what happens to me? What happens now that you're here in in, in, a, in this world? Does that start to screw you up a bit? Um, if I uh, if I don't succeed in the mission that I plan to go on every time I come to this world, uh, then the Looney Tunes might have to sell their franchise to uh, space to the, the yeah to the space monsters. I've never seen Space Jam, so I don't quite oh, get these. We keep telling you pieces of Space Jam, none of which hold together. I'm not going to watch Space Jam. A movie that's about Michael Jordan convincing a bunch of tunes that they have what it takes to play good basketball, and then, but secretly, they're teaching him that he has what it takes to stretch his arm out so much <laughs> like a tune. They're teaching him that the tune is inside him. Yeah, it was inside so of him he, all along. So he does tune stuff? The, yeah, that's the climax. 
he does tune stuff to, to win the game. So they, he cheats. They need to believe. No, he learns. No, in the tune world. He grows. Oh, he's playing in the tune world. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know what it's the okay. fuck's Listen, going on it in relates, this movie. It relates to me and that I have to uh, go and murder people in a tune way. So much as Michael Jordan has to play basketball in a tune way, yeah. I, Tony Soprano, come to your world and murder people in like a cutesy kind of cookie Can way. Can I say this is connecting for me because your whole vibe is less what I know as Tony Soprano and more one of the cartoon weasels from Roger Rabbit. But you're essentially describing so wor- the world as you Hey, don't are. bring up Roger Rabbit. I don't want to put in the dip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So you are describing, so you're, the universe as you describe it is a bit Roger Rabbit. All right, you got me. I'm not the original Tony Soprano, though I do a perfect impression of him. Who the hell Who are, are you? you? I'm Toon World Tony Soprano. And I have to come here and convince you guys I'm the real Tony Soprano so that the cops will be on my tail because they're still looking for the real Tony. Wow. The real Tony paid me to be to do an impression of him so that he could be safe and live out the rest of his days. I know you think that you're helping clear this up, but you just made it so, <laughs> so much more complicated. It's so much more. Honestly, I am having trouble following, but I that's good. That's I good. I don't understand this at I all. I think it's crystal clear. I mean, I'm, I'm on board. You're a cartoon Tony Soprano. Okay. Tony Soprano found me. So you're wearing, because you don't look like a cartoon. Are you wearing some kind of skin suit? Yes. Like the like the Christopher Lloyd character in Roger Rabbit. This is oh. what I'm talking about. Do you want to see what I really look like? Oh my god. Oh my god. You're unzipping yourself from the forehead down. You're glowing from the inside like one of the sex creatures from Cocoon. <laughs> I don't know why they call them a sex creature. They kind of are. Uh, and oh my god, the light is dissipating and you're revealed to be I look like a little baby James Gandolfini. <laughs> I got the head of a James Gandolfini on the body of a little baby. You're a baby wearing a mustard-stained white tank top and track pants. And I got a bunch of duck feet in my buckets. <laughs> what can I also ask? Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're trying to look like the real Tony Soprano, why do you have a bunch of fists? Why did you have fists coming out of your chest? Yeah, you look way more like the head bad guy from Mortal Kombat when you have all those fists. I I tried to put it into the skin suit making machine, and I messed up the equation because I'm just a little baby Tony Soprano. My brain ain't fully grown yet. And so when I beeped and booped it, I added an extra arm and then two extra little fists where my footsies should have been. Oh, so you messed up You messed up the calculations when you were building your skin suit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only amateur at making skin suits on account of I'm just a little baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You know what I haven't addressed at all? Everardo's not here this week. Yeah, we forgot that. I Everyone's like, he, no, he is. He just hasn't said anything. He hasn't thought of anything to say. He t- talked a bit too much before we started rolling, and then Cartoon World Tony Soprano zipped his mouth shut with an Acme-style zipper. What can I say? I'm a skip! You're a scam. So, see, he is here desperately trying to speak, but he just can't. He can't. Yeah, he's kind of like uh, we have uh, uh, The Matrix, yeah. but his name is One. Instead of Neo. Instead of Neo. It's like when he gets his mouth shut. Oh. Oh, it's not a zipper. No, oh, there's it's a-, a, it's a zipper. It's just also that he can't talk. What I'm saying is I agree. <laughs> 
Yeah, he gets. I like, just thought I'd make it a little bit more complicated, you know, as I do. I love that when Neil gets like the flesh splotch yeah. and he and his mouth goes away. I uh, yeah, that that moment in the Matrix was a little bit. Yeah, I was like, okay, so they caught him, and I guess they were bugging him so he could. Yeah, anyway, I don't. I know. love it that movie. It stays with you. That movie. Yeah. I love that movie. Mm. I love it. I didn't. I didn't like it, and then everyone said it was great, so I'm like, I gotta watch it again, and I just still didn't like like How it. Dare you? It's structured well. It's fine. It's so fun, and it they wear all that fun. cool black. They all have the cool, so cool sunglasses. Yeah. Flying and shooting through the air. It is cool. It's, I mean, that mo- yeah, it's it's okay. I, I like it because like Ralphie's it. in it. Oh yeah, your pal from Sopranos, Ralphie. He plays yes. the guy who likes a fucking taste of steak. Yeah, he loves he, he loves to eat steak, even though he knows it's fake. Yeah, yeah. I, at the end of all that, I gotta say, takes a bite of steak. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> Remember that part? I mean, it was an ambitious movie. It was good. It was good. A lot it's of armchair, so psych- you know, armchair philosophy. It was good though. Oh man, armchair philosophy is the best kind. Yeah, yeah. Actual philosophy is boring. And there shit. were literal armchairs in that. Movie. Yeah, there was. They're saying the philosophy from it. Andy's favorite character, Dozer. That's why he hates that movie. It's because Dozer gets killed. Yeah, I really did like Dozer. Dozer was great. Does Dozer die or does Tank die? Uh, I don't know. They're both what a stupid oh, god. Tank and Dozer. Is Tank and Dozer? Which one's the big guy? I think Dozer's the dad. Is it father son? Yeah, and he named <laughs> he named his little boy Tank. Hey, met on who me, knows? Yeah. They they recast Tank too. Did they? Who yeah, with the guy from Oz. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of? Does anyone has anyone watched Oz? Well, that, I don't that, like movies about a magical universe. No, what? It that's too not that's not true. Oz was the precursor. I would say it was it was actually I think that was the spark started prestige television. Oh. Throwing down a gauntlet on HBO, there was a show called Oz that was a very low budget show, but really, really it tackled some serious issues. And then Sopranos came along and just blew it out of the water, so popularity let's do, wise. Let's do this. Let's talk about Oz the show as compared to Sopranos. Let's also talk about the original Wizard of Oz, and let's talk about the Return to Oz, sort of all at the same time. So, what <laughs> okay, is your, what is your take on any of those, Tony? I think that Sopranos is basically like a modern-day version of The Wizard of Oz. Okay. And that is because, of course, Tony is our Dorothy. Right. Carmella is our Tony. lion. Lion. Lion, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't... Okay. Uh, AJ is the Tin Man. Uh-huh. And Meadow is the Scarecrow. Sure. And they traverse the yellow brick road of New Jersey... I mean, you're not making any connections. You're just saying one thing from this movie. Okay, Carmella's the lion because she's too much of a coward to stand up to Tony. Wouldn't oh, AJ is a tin man because he's got no heart. Some people would say Carmella's the only one who stands up to Tony, but go on. But does she in the end? She's complicit in his crimes. Tony wouldn't like me talking about his business, but he's not here, is he? I I yeah, I really am. I I want someone to write like uh like a a wiki on this whole thing because yeah, we need a, a <laughs> we need you a have wiki. a my gorgeous son wiki. We need a. We, we need, need a, a my gorgeous son. A go- uh, yeah, someone start a Gorgipedia. Yeah. <laughs> someone make someone make Gorgipedia. Because <laughs> we want to know what are the rules of Cartoon World, Real World, and we need to know that why and where Andy got his hooves. I you have know. hooves. I can't remember. I have hooves. We're, 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 Are you wearing a skin suit? No, I'm not. Uh, I just have hooves, and I cannot remember how I got them. You know the film how Stella got her groove back. Yeah. I know it. I have not seen it. Well, we're working on a screenplay called Andy, How Andy Got His Hooves Back. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have any of the pieces yet. No. So we need you to create and update Gorgipedia. 
mm-hmm. with all the information on Andy's oeuvre so we can start our screenplay. Because we will we will not listen to our own podcasts and find oh. out where this came from. That's so. right. Everyone yeah. and the world has spoken. The, the appetite is there. People, audiences want a film, a coming-of-age story about a 140-year-old boy getting his hooves, losing his hooves, and getting his hooves back. I don't want them back. I want them gone. I hate clipping around everywhere. I want a go- I want my feet back. Honestly, but- I thought you were wearing tap shoes when I was skating. Yeah, it's really annoying and frustrating. And actually, you know, I can feel the cold against the hooves. You'd I can think- feel the cold against the hooves, and I'm driving all night to you. That's a Springsteen Yeah, song. you can do a new um, version of Night Moves called My Hooves. Working on my hooves. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get those awkward teenage hooves off my feet. <laughs> Working on my hooves. <clears throat> I woke last night from the sound of a stampede. I need somebody to help me get these hooves off my feet. <laughs> it was 1991 I found my hooves. Nineteen <laughs> <laughs> ninety. Oh, it makes 1990, right? I don't remember. That's how math works in my world. 19 and 90. Yeah. Here's what we know of the world. Okay. There's a tune world. Yeah. There's the TV world. Yeah. Right. And there's the real world. Right. Tony, uh-huh. and they're stacked on top of each other like a Neapolitan ice cream. Okay. Okay. Vertically, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. I wouldn't, I Tony wouldn't used an acme hole to slip down into the tune world. Yeah. Okay. I use an acme hole to come back up to the real world to act like, you know, Tony Soprano's alive and going around. I meant to go to the TV world. Oh, shit. Okay. But I'm in the real world. And so the cops have bugged me because they know Tony Soprano's up to no good. The the, the, the The time cops. The time cops. Time cops who are from also TV world. So the time cops have jurisdiction over TV, time, and tune. Okay, let's let's pin this because this is canon now. There's a TV world. There's a real world that includes the podcast world. And there's, there's a podcast a, world? Oh, no. the real. There's no world. separate. The, the podcasts are just uh, uh, okay. something that. Uh, Losers uh, do in losers. the real world. So yeah. they're not, they don't get their own world. Okay, great. Right. And then there's a tune world. Yes. And I love this. And TV has tried to represent the tune world, but probably gets it wrong a bit. Yeah. Well, why do you think I have a fucking fist coming out of my hoo-ha with the... I don't poo-poo on the gun. Gotta tell you that in, in the real world, we don't refer to our anus as our hoo-ha, but I'm into yeah. it. It's opposite. Oh, right. Op- so the oh, anus yeah. is the hoo-ha in the tune yeah, world. Yeah, that's the other thing. In tune world, it's also an opposite world as yeah. well, right? Yeah, oh, there's man. a lot of opposites at play. Okay. But not exclusively opposites. Not exclusively opposites. Got it. Okay. And sometimes it's not opposite. It's just a bit different. So can I just quickly ask one other weird thing? Because... Tunes are also on television, so how does that work? Those are TV representations of tunes, I believe. Yeah. Or are those tunes hired into the TV world? Well, it's like a job. Yeah, exactly. We clock in and we clock out in a, in a time slot on the TV, and that's how people from the real world, uh-huh. and sometimes, you know, depending if it's diegetic or non-diegetic, okay. in the TV world, yeah. see our work. But we can't reach them, you know, much like you can't you can't leave a TV screen. You need one of your Acme holes. And those work in all worlds. Wow. It's cool. I like this, and it's not too hard to understand, and it won't negatively affect every subsequent episode as we try to wrangle all this information into f- new guests. Yeah, brains. because we had Frasier on the show, honestly, and we had a real hard time figuring out if he was Frasier or if he was Kelsey Grammer or what was well, going on. Well, I'm glad on mine was much more straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me say, um, so happy you're here. Andy brought up this subject of modern... 
the golden age of television. Now, some people say it started with Oz. Some people say it started with Sopranos. Not a lot of people say it started with Oz, I don't think. It's, I, it's sort of a sleeper opinion. Yeah. A- and he's a and he's a golden age of TV hipster. Yeah. I'm he's a hipster. That's, he, that's where it started. It's, I, I liked golden age of TV before it was Sopranos, <laughs> yes. says Andy. And this brings me to our, my favorite segment that we ever do. It's what's your favorite hipster joke? <gasps> hipster jokes. You never get tired of them. You always want more of them. Hipster jokes. Hipster jokes. Ripping on hipsters. My favorite subject. It's hipster jokes. If you got a thing that you liked before, that's a hipster joke. Do you want some more? If you like a thing that nobody knows, you're a hipster bud. You're a hipster joke. Hey, now let's get to the hipster jokes. Hey, now let's have a lovely time. Hey, now let's get to the hipster jokes. What's your favorite hipster joke? I'll tell you mine. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is... That's, we're we're going to put all of that in the It was remarkable that you were able to turn all the sheet music quite silently through that whole thing. Oh, yeah. I ripped through sheet music, and it's incredible because I put one note per sheet. I, <laughs> he had like 50 sheets I there. write with a massive ancient Chinese calligraphy brush <laughs> that's designed for banners. And uh, it takes me a while, but I do it. Andy, what's yes. your favorite hipster joke? I don't, I don't have one. I make- don't have a hipster joke. I don't know what you're talking about oh, with this. What do you mean? What is this segment? So interesting. So interesting. It's almost like Andy liked jokes before there were hipster jokes. He's got you there. <laughs> you can't. You can't just. That's the hipster alarm. You can't <laughs> make up a segment. Give me an example. Lock him up. Beat his ass. <laughs> That's the hipster alarm. What is the hipster joke? You want to know what a hipster joke is? Yeah, please tell okay, me what a hipster Tony, joke is. I feel like you must have these from uh, accessing internet from real world or possibly TV world. What's yeah. your favorite hipster joke? Um, all my favorite hipster jokes are the ones that came, you know, were like early 2000s. They somehow all centered around Zoe Deschanel. Okay. And just her liking things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. people like to be like, oh, straight across bangs? You bitch! Like, for no reason, people <laughs> came after Zoe Deschanel. Like, uh, you know, instead of a watch, she has a sundial on her wrist. Right. Or, you know, like, uh, she had, was pregnant with a kid, and everybody was like, oh, baby, it's a ukulele, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I like yeah, those. Yeah. Gotta say, like those. Those are my fans. I don't I don't have one I can specifically... I can do... Knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, and then the silence... Because the hipster left before you opened the door. Oh, well, that's, that's... knock, knock, knock. Hipster, hipster, knock, knock, joke. Knock, knock, knock. He wasn't even there. Knock, knock, knock. What's your favorite hipster joke? I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. That's fair. <laughs> All right, what is it? What's your fucking hipster joke? Why Dad? did the hipster cross the road? Why? To get to a record you've never heard of. <laughs> okay. I got one, I got one. Boom, okay. boom, bang. That's yep, I told great. a hipster joke. Boom, boom, bang. Oh we God. had a lot of laughs. Boom, boom, bang. Hang, tail, and lots of hipster jokes. I hope this moment never fades. Hope it lasts. What's your favorite hipster joke, Tony? You got one? Yeah, I have. I, I got another one. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my other favorite hipster jokes is uh, is uh, why uh, why did the hipster cross the road? Oh, tell me why. Yeah. 
ding ding and then you can't hear the punchline because he's riding away on one of those bicycles with a big front tie and a small back tie. Are we talking about a penny farthing? Yeah. We are. A penny farthing. Ding bike. ding yeah. ding. Ooh, that was a hipster joke. Ding ding ding. He didn't cross the road. Ding ding ding. You think you know a hipster joke, but if you don't like hipster jokes, my friend, you're a toad. <laughs> you're a toad. Okay. So you get the basic concept now. I mean, yeah, you? I mean, I guess so, sure. Now you try a hipster joke and you're learning. Okay, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, how many how many hipster jokes can you uh, fit in a, a Volkswagen uh, Beetle? Oh, how many? Uh, four? <laughs> what does that mean? What the, the fuck does fuck? that mean? You can only fit How? four jokes? What the fuck did you just an say? Entire, oh my god, you've pulled a third gun. Yeah, you can fit like four or five people. Are, are we acknowledging that Tony has turned all the way around and is pointing his ass fist at you, which is clutching? Listen! The... I'm standing on the table with my little baby ham hock. I'm not! That's I'm not. the biggest gun I've ever seen in the smallest hand I've ever seen. That is a dirty, hairy pistol. Right the there. hand is my penis in the gun. That's my bravado. I'm telling you, you do not intimidate me cartoon Tony Soprano. Bang! Oh, oh. It's no. It's it made no, a flag and the flag, flag said, watch Rest. yourself. <laughs> All right. I, I have one. I have one off the internet. One off the internet? Yeah. Ooh, mama. Andy's got a hipster joke. Ooh, mama. It's from the internet. Ooh, mama. You haven't heard the hipster joke. Probably want to hear that joke, but you haven't heard it yet. And if I could just explain my Volkswagen Beetle one, you thought it was going to be some kind of hipster thing, but like the joke is actually that uh. you could just fit four people in a in like the, the you know it's just it's you're twisting it right. You, you think, said four jokes. You could fit four jokes. No, in I the said Volkswagen how many people? Beetle. No, you said how many, how many hipster hipsters? jokes? You no. said how many hipster jokes can you fit in a boat? No, I said how many hipsters? You said Did how many hipster, hipster jokes? jokes? Did I say how many hipster jokes? Yeah, I thought you were going to do a sweet meta twist on it, but no, instead you fucked I meant up. How, no, you I meant how around. many hipsters. Oh, I fucked it up. You fucked up. I meant up. how many hipsters can you fit in a Volkswagen Beetle yeah. for? Not for hipster jokes. You know what? I liked Andy's oh. hipster joke before it was about four hipsters. Oh! La, 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 made it a hipster joke. That's why you guys la, stared la, at me. I'm having lots of fun. La, la, la. Fucking hate this podcast. Tony <laughs> Fuck this podcast. This is actually an arm that is holding a gun. Okay. How many, how do you drown a hipster? How? In the mainstream. Cha, cha, cha. Dancing to the hipster joke. Cha, cha, cha. I love to move my feet. Cha, cha, cha. I'm dancing to the hipster jokes. Ooh, these ones are nice. These jokes are so sweet. How much does a hipster weigh? How much? An Instagram. Oh, no, no. Yep, that was a hipster joke. He, he, he. They love the internet. Ah, nah, nah. They take a lot of selfies if you haven't heard this jokes because he hasn't told it yet. What's the next one? This one is, you're not, you're not going to get this one. This is good. How do you kill a hipster? Go on. You stab it with a pitchfork. <gasps> I can't believe that hipster joke. Ho, ho, ho. You talked about a, a sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You making fun of pitchfork isn't nice and it is bad. Three out of ten, that isn't right. That's pretty good. I made a pitchfork joke. 3.7 out of 10 for that one, Andy. What was the hipster doing at the computer? <sighs> probably, probably something awesome and good. What was it? This one sucks. Looking, looking in the recycling bin for something retro. Nah. Yep, that was a hipster joke. Summoning the snake. Snakey loves a hipster joke. And if the snake is 
This snake is for real. This snakey isn't fake. <laughs> this one is good. Tell me. <laughs> Why did the hipster burn his tongue? Why? Because he ate... Because <laughs> his steaks were too hot. <laughs> yeah, no. Because he ate food before it was cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> rum, rum, rum. Motorcycle came around. Rum, rum, rum. To celebrate the joke. Rum, rum, rum. Yep, that is a motorbike. And if you don't like jokes like that, you aren't woke. <laughs> to the beauty of a hipster joke. Okay. Andy. What? Answer me this question. Yeah. What's your favorite hipster joke? Fuck off! <laughs> I don't have a hipster joke. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. This is the most fun I've ever had in my life. Okay. Um. <laughs> I think you're doing really well. No, I'm good. You're doing really well. You're trying to come up with your own now. I'm trying to come up with Andy Matrix style has synthesized the data from the online hipster jokes. Mm -hmm. And now he's coming up with his own. We are watching Genius in Motion. Don't! Don't! I can't write jokes! Andy is currently... He's writing a formula for a hipster joke in grease paint on the window. Social network style. (laughs) And now he's moving his fingers in front of his eyes like he's speed reading a page we can't see. You you shut up! I'm trying to fucking come up with something! This isn't helping! And he's grease painting. I like literally am sweating. I, I'm sweating now. I can smell it. I'm sweating. Uh, that, that's nice. It reminds me of Tony. Oh, yeah. All that sweat. I'm trying to do something about a mustache. Okay. Do the mustache. Like, yeah, that's uh, nice. Hipsters yeah. love a mustache. Yeah. yeah like, How come uh, the like... hipster fell off his bike? Why? How? Because he had two pairs of handlebars. One for... Oh, one's a mustache. I mean, like, oh my god, I, I mean, didn't get good. the hipster like, joke. No. Oh my god, but now I but get it. I got it. Oh my you god, do- Andy got the hipster joke, and Andy's smarter now because no, of now I have to come up with something else other than a fucking mustache joke. If because you interrupt my song one more time, I will fucking, I fucking swear to God, you started this away. whole fucking thing. Fuck you! Don't you ever Fuck talk you, back to your father? No, I'll fucking way, kill you. Way, way, <laughs> Oh, we made Tony Where? angry by being a, ma- a family Where? that's mean to each other. Well, I just came here because I wanted you guys to oh my God. start to okay, no, get along, but I'm just a stupid little baby, hey. and I made you fight even more. Hey, no, this is all my fault. I should go back to the tune world and tell Tony the police are going to come for him now. Why can't you two just have a little kiss and make up? Well, that's not quite how we solve father-son things here. When in the tune world, a daddy gets upset with his little baby, he picks up his little baby and gives him a big smackaroo on the mouth. Why can't you just give Andy a big smackaroo on the mouth? Now you're pulling out a gun and you're shooting Why a flag that's actually a you... Kleenex and you're using it to mock your eyes. Uh, I gotta blow my little baby nose. Actually, it's a man-sized nose on a baby-sized body. Yeah, it's a big nose. Can't you guys just get along? 
I don't know. You make I just me got so, so mad that Andy didn't take hipster joke seriously, and then he stepped on my song. No, I Am take I it too seriously, Dad. And I'm sorry I interrupted your song. You're I just right. wanted to be part of the the thing coming Andy, up. You're right. I was wrong. You took it so seriously that I lost sight of what I was really trying to accomplish, which was to make you love hipster jokes as much as I do. And now you do. Well, no. I feel closer to you than I no, ever I have. No, I don't love it. I hate... No. Well, okay. You'd think that baby Tony Soprano is clapping with his two normal hands, but actually he's using his ass hand and his one of his feet. I got, I got a hipster joke. You've had so many, but yes. No, but I have a one I, I came up with. Tell the one... Oh, my God. I, I came up with this? Okay, this is Wait for me to set you up. Annie's joke. Hipster joke. Annie's joke. Hipster joke. Early on, he couldn't do a hipster joke, but now he's got one for you. You early on, he said no way. Hipster joke, he couldn't say. But then he spent some time online and learned how to do a hipster joke. And all of us are here for Andy, cheering him along. We want to hear his joke, but first we want to hear this song. No, we don't. The song is endless, but we love it. Hope it goes forever. Anybody wants this song to end can go to hell and suck my dick and eat my ass. And I will fucking kill you while you eat my ass. And he's joke. Yeah, I knew, I knew it. Mr. Like, joke. Yeah. And he's joke. Yeah. Take a toe. Oh, yep. Yep, it's 420. That's the day we're recording this show for real. We really are. We've somehow forgotten that. <laughs> I smoke a blunt. Yes, I smoke a blunt. 420 make me smoke a blunt. I have to piss right now. So I'm going to go. Um, but first I'll tell the joke. You've set it up so much now that like it's... All right. Let me do just a fast version of that song. No. I didn't think I did a good job. What? Really? <laughs> and he's joke. Hipster joke. And he's joke. Hipster joke. And his brain is egg. And hipster joke is yolk. Crack the yolk. Crack the yolk. Crack the yolk. The yolk. Cracky yellow yolk. Let's hear that. Fucking not fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. None of these are that good. Go on, tell your joke. How many hipsters does it take to change a light bulb? Holy shit, I love this setup so much. Go on. One. Why's that? If you don't get it, you're you're the problem. <laughs> I mean, for the sake of narrative. Shut up! <laughs> I think that's still not, it's not bad. For the sake of the narrative of this episode, I've never been more proud of you. But if we want to peek behind the curtain, I didn't like that joke. I thought that was bad. It's a bad joke. The last one you told was better. And I can't believe we built that up. And you told me to sing that huge try. I did not tell you to tell that joke. I pulled out the timpanis from the closet. I played you in. I can't believe that shit, man. What happens when a hipster falls? What happens? They tumbler. (laughs) 
Hipster Joe. That was from the internet. And he's Joe. That was from the internet. Just had to take a trip to the internet to steal that joke. Oh, wow, wow. Because um, Everardo's uh, mouth is sutured shut by a zipper. Yeah, yeah. and he, tried, uh, he unzipped it so then you made it clank shut with a with screwed a lock, on yeah. uh, metal plaque and yeah, a lock. Yeah, so now we're doing some uh, Beetlejuice references too, but yeah. I, figure, I figure we could maybe do a Sopranos <laughs> quiz. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me and first do this real quick. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice showed up. Fuck. It's the cartoon Beetlejuice. Uh, do not go into my grave. Okay. <laughs> He's doing Ace Ventura references I think, I think now. Beetlejuice uh, pooed all over his grave. <laughs> That's why he's warning us to stay out of there. Beetlejuice has some cleanliness issues. He shit him. Shit him. Uh, you know, there's a... I'm like almost there's a, there's a clip where Jim Carrey's promoting Ace Ventura on Leno. And he's wearing such thin khakis. And he, like, thin, ba- baggy know. khakis. And he does his talking with his uh, ass bit, and you see everything. You see his asshole. You see the monstrous little kawado that lives in his ass and feeds him his lines. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go then, guys. I'll <laughs> okay. we'll see you later, Beetlejuice. I'll, Beetlejuice. I'll summon you again sometime. He just came to tell us that he shit on his grave. <laughs> he was worried we'd go in and be offended by the smell. <laughs> Uh, what a nightmare! Okay, you know some in, oh, a, in the future boy. some episode we're gonna do some we're gonna summon all the say it three times monsters. We're gonna get Candyman, we're gonna get Bloody Mary, and we're gonna get Beetlejuice okay. all in one room. Great, and we'll... we're gonna have a good time. All right, let's do the quiz. You ready for the quiz? The Sopranos premiered in January of this year, 1997, 1999, or 2001. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, I think it's 1997. Ninety. What were the options? 97? 97. 97. I don't know. It's either 97 or 99. 97. 97. 97. 99. Oh. Mad on me. January 10th, 1999. Uh, I'm glad you're doing this quiz now because the cops, when they try and uh, grill me like I'm the real Tony, we have to know all these facts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Van Damme out there is really, he's really (laughs) leaning into those splits now. When was the final episode? 2004, 2006, or 2007? Uh, 2007. 2006. 2004. Seven. 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 It was seven. 2007. Uh, the Sopranos was the second hour-long HBO drama series. What was the first? Oz, baby. I knew that one. Yeah, it's your favorite show. Yeah, it's my favorite show. Wizard of Oz, you the hipster? show. hipster? Uh. <laughs> Huh? Oh, that reminds me of my favorite segment. We're going to get into it. No, we're not. Uh, 27 yeah. <laughs> members of the Sopranos cast were also in this movie. Whoa. 27? 27 members. Is it The Godfather, Casino, or Goodfellas? I guess Wouldn't it be uh, Casino? I don't think Goodfellas is a Godfather. <clears throat> Temporally, that is that, that is possible. Uh, good. F- I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess it's got to be Casino. Casino. I'm going to say Goodfellas. Goodfellas mm. is a good guess, too. 
All right, I'm just going to type Goodfellas because that's what I think. And I was right! Correct answer. Goodfellas. You didn't write this quiz? What is this? Uh, write the quiz? No, it's, it's online. Is that the end of the quiz? Uh, sure. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Just three questions. What a long journey that was. But I want to say, Tony, and you taught us this lesson a long time ago, but then we just kept talking. <laughs> Thank you. Through, I believe, the power of the hipster jokes. For bringing Andy and I together on this day. I'm more than happy to see a father and son join together in matrimony. Oh, that's not exactly <laughs> uh, what, what it was. That's not what we're doing. Do oh, you now you're do sliding. A little ring on your finger. A little ring pasta Slide on a little. my finger. Yeah, okay. and it's a little ring pasta we're getting, on your uh, finger. Uh, cartoon married or something? Do you, I now pronounce you man and son. You may kiss your little boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Kiss you, little I mean, boy. Now you're forcing our heads together with your strong, strong arms. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yep. This is, is this <laughs> how it's done in Cartoon Land? Yes. So uh, yeah. Hus- no? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I got you. You got us. Oh, you're a time traveling tune pervert. <laughs> finally got what he wanted. Yeah, that's what, that's this what I wanted. About. Yeah, you, you know that complicated backstory? Oh, wow. And I just saw Van Damme, and he just pumped his fist. And said to the flower van guys, we got it. Oh, so this and whole then, thing was Oh my god, just, you've been okay. wearing a GoPro on your head this entire time. Yeah, it was under noticed. the diaper. Yeah. What's it say on the side of the GoPro? It's branded to say, fathers and sons getting tricked into kissing.com. Oh, it's not really a sex thing. It's just a little laugh we like to have. I, I'm Googling it, and it is definitely It's a, a sex, sex thing. I like Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, I got great. what I wanted, so I'm going to head out. Thanks, Tony. Thanks. Soprano baby. <laughs> Thanks, baby. Cartoon Tony. Cartoon Tony. Oh, wait. Before you go, Tony, I just want to say, is there any, uh, while you're in town, I feel like you should check out some comedy shows. Maybe you have. Is there any local comedian you think you should check oh, out? Oh, yeah. There's one comedian who's so funny. DJ Bowsner. You can follow her on Twitter at, at DJ Bowsner or 1-800-FIGHT-ME. A woman after my own heart. Thank you for listening to my gorgeous son. Um, as always, Andy's here. Everardo will be back next episode don't even know where he is. Thank you to our producer staff and thank you to my beautiful boy, Andy. And thank you to you, the listener. Don't forget, if you've got a hipster joke, or Ugh. get involved with my gorgeous son online. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.